You're listening to the Tech Life Today podcast featuring thoughtful stories and diverse personalities of the alumni, students, and staff of the Northern Alberta Institute of Technology. This is the place to learn and be entertained by people with a passion and a purpose, both inside and outside the classroom. The Tech Life Today podcast is an extension of Tech Life Today, Nate's online magazine. You can find more stories online by visiting techlifetoday.ca or by going to Tech Life Nate on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Liz Pittman. I'm a writer for techlifetoday.ca and the host of this podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Today, we're talking with Max Frank and Lorna Muchajeshi about issues facing women in the workplace. Max is the director of the Maji Center for New Venture and Student Entrepreneurship at Nate, and Lorna is the founder of the ethical fashion line Miss Chana, and worked with Nate while getting the business started. We'll talk about what they've learned through their different experiences in the working world, how we can all strive for gender equality, and what they wish they knew when they started their careers. Okay, we're going to jump right into this one. It's kind of a big topic. I'm really grateful that both of you were able to join me for the Tech Life Today podcast today. So thank you, Max and Lorna. Max, I'll start with you. You've been working in the business industry for 30 years. What's the biggest issue you think women in the workplace are facing now? Well, I think that there's a number of things that are what I would deem big issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, The big issue that women have is that they're juggling a lot of things Mm. and women still have to juggle family still have to juggle work and especially um, women that are running or managing their own businesses so they've got twice as much the other issue is that a lot of women take mat leave and that mat leave sets them back Mm. so that's still an issue Um, so that's what I would think is probably one of the bigger issues okay Now, Lorna, you've shifted industry slightly throughout your career, going from finance industry to now owning your own clothing company. What lessons have you learned along the way with that adjustment? You know, when you're working in kind of in a career job, you kind of have certain habits that you just have to do because, you know, that's how you get your job done and kind of your stakes are limited to that and you have your accountabilities. Um, The big adjustment now for me is looking beyond, you know, whereas I've had typically, you know, one set of stakeholders that I really worry about um, owning your own company. It's really all kinds of stakeholders at the same time. And, you know, you're used to serving stakeholders, but not to such a wide extent. Um, And then. And um, some of the habits we have that make us successful at work, uh, like, you know, being on time and discipline and all those things um, that you think, okay, owning my business is, is good. I already have the habits. It's just I find that it's a completely different ballgame. It's not even applicable for me because you're kind of that balance, like, you know, like Max said, is a lot that much harder to do when you run your own business. It's that much harder to kind of switch off and have that work-life balance or because Mm -hmm. somehow now your work is also your life so right yeah it can be all consuming right yeah so uh, Max what's something that you know now that you wish you knew when you started working which is a session that's run at the center right Uh, what I wish I knew now what I wish I knew now is how to probably negotiate oh uh, is a big thing um, also having self-confidence and, and bringing up topics that intrinsically you know need to be resolved or um, having that confidence to bring things to the, to the table and 
feel like it's okay to do that. We still live very much in a um, in a highly influenced world of people around us that are making judgments. And especially for women, we struggle with that. And we struggle for our place at the table. And I think that um, I'd really like to have that confidence as well as that negotiating power so that um, my voice is heard. How have you learned to amp up that self-confidence? When I first started my career, you know, it was very different. Um, I was in a technology industry at one point. There's not a lot of female presidents in a tech company. That is a man's world. And uh, I really look to people that, that could mentor me. So mentorship is huge. Finding that person that can, that can support you, bring you along, and give you that confidence that you need. So, you know, finding those alliances is really key. And it's really key for any entrepreneur, period. And, you know, back to your original question of what would you do differently? Yeah. Because we are multitaskers, most women are multitaskers and, and juggle so much, a lot of times we have a tendency to lose focus. And I think that if I had to redo some of my career life, I would definitely have a little bit more focus on certain things and narrow my scope so that I have a better um, a better view of what I'm trying to achieve, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. You know? Because we have a tendency to go, I want I want a lot, or I'm going to go after and talk to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And sometimes it's slowing that process down and really having a clear focus, which helps. And then bounce those ideas over, you know, pass, pass those ideas through other people, men or women, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just be clear on what your intention is. Mm-hmm. Lorna, I'll ask you the same question. What's something you wish you knew when you started in the working world? Um... Gosh, I, I don't want to just bum off of what she just said. You're but, allowed. You know, for me, it's it's that balance between um, authenticity, vulnerability, and confidence, and being able to bring both of those to the table. Um, for me, that's you know, it, it's just you you kind of like on that edge where if you you're confident enough to accept that you do know certain areas and and have that balance to know when you need to get that help and not feel like you will be judged to not be incompetent or, you know, whatnot, because we we do need to be safe and comfortable to show the areas that we're weak and so that we can develop those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can... What can women do for each other in the workplace to achieve or to maintain that equality and to bring those voices to the table? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, very much being open with each other and kind of sharing experiences is definitely mentorship is very important, which kind of leads to that. Uh, but I think women being able to kind of share what's working for them, what are they finding that is doing? Because then we, we kind of speak the same language. We have the same challenges and baggage that we're kind of trying to work through. Um, and I found in the past, you know, kind of of having that open conversation with my peers and knowing, you know, how they're doing and for one, feeling like I'm not alone, but then two, also just benefiting from other people's experience, right? Right. It's often easier for women to understand other women and issues that they're facing in the workplace, but what can men do to help equalize things in the workplace? Well, that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of men colleagues or men that I've worked with that I would consider our mentors. And, um, you know, there are there are quite a number of leaders that you need to cho- choose what you're going to pick out of each person. So, you know, having honest conversations 
and um, really looking to other people to support you when you're having challenges is key. So going in there um, with that sense of this is what my purpose is and this is what I need to get out of this. Um, but there, you have to choose, right? You have to choose the right, the right, um, the right people. Mm-hmm. You are both so well connected to the community through the various work that you do, Max, through the Maji Center and through the Alberta Women Entrepreneurs uh, community. How important, I know we've talked about that mentorship aspect, but how important is it to find that mentor and how do you find someone that you can have those honest conversations with? How do you seek them out? You go to the Maji Center. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) step one. (laughs) What else can you do? Um, I would uh, mention that you do not force it. Oh, okay. Uh, Because you do want to make sure that you do have that natural healthy fit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sometimes there's the pressure to get get a mentor, get a mentor. And then, you know, you're like, oh, will you be my mentor? And, you know, are the values aligned? Are you you comfortable enough to just really be yourself and kind of share your challenges? So um, one thing I learned, uh, you know, initially, you know, you need to get a mentor and all that. But then, you know, with time, I learned that if you just take your time and it's not just any mentor is right for you, they might be great for one person and not for you. So I think it's really important to find that match, um, especially for women, because um, I think that um, we like you do want somebody who is well aligned with your values and then you will be you'll have that peace of mind and that comfort. I think we just kind of operate that relationship is just that much more intimate for us, I think. And so um, that would definitely be one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you do have a mentor, um, you need to be open in order to really get out of that relationship, right? Um, usually because, you know, mentors tend to be people we look up to. And so, you know, you're concerned about how you're presenting to them and all that. But if you really want to get the most out of that relationship, I think we need to have that vulnerability and be, you know, transparent and so that that relationship can really grow and blossom. Mm-hmm. And mentors can be people who have been in the industry for a while, but you can look to mentors who are younger than you as well and have less experience for maybe a fresh perspective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and, and mentors can also be groups of people. Good point. Right? So it doesn't have to be an individual. I always um, try to encourage our students and some of our entrepreneurs to really get involved in volunteer work. And sometimes it's volunteer work, not even in the industry that they're working in, because there are those you know, hidden groups of people that can really inspire you and can help to push you along with your idea. And I think one of the things that a lot of businesses do is they end up trying to emulate their competition and go, well, if I'm in the construction industry, I have to have somebody who's in the construction industry as my mentor. And that's not necessarily true. So try to think outside the box and and look to other kind of industries that might have done innovation or done shifts in their business model or whatever, something along that lines. Absolutely. That's how fresh ideas come up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of that inspiration or the advice, Lorna, an opportunity for you to share some advice with us now for women starting a new career or having a shift in their work like you did. What would you, what would you say to our listeners who are starting something new? Um... Well, that's a tough one. I would say a lot. Um, I think um, it is understanding why you're doing it. 
Um, because then that helps guide your decisions because there is a lot of decisions that we have to make and already in life we just have a lot of decisions that we're constantly having to make. So having a very clear understanding of why you're making that shift or why you're doing what you do does help to guide those decisions and then having a good plan of how and what's going to remain a priority to you. Mm -hmm. Um, When I just started out on my entrepreneurship journey, um, it kind of snowballed into life was just work. And, um, you know, if you if you can upfront try and plan and, and determine what your priorities are going to be and how you are, of course, if you're starting your own business, it's a very high priority, but how you are going to balance that with all the other things that we're constantly juggling. I think having a good plan for that on the onset um, would save a lot of pain and heartache. Research. Okay. Research, research, research. I mean, I can't stress that enough. We have so many... Um, people that have great ideas, but back to your, why are you doing it? And is it really going to be meaningful? And is it really going to either generate revenue or give back? Or what is the purpose for it? And is there truly a need? Um, Because a lot of people end up starting companies or starting down this road and they skip over that whole part and then they end up failing. Mm -hmm. So, By researching and really truly looking at is there a need, you'll figure out whether or not it's a viable solution. Yeah. I want to go back to the word balance, which has been said several times throughout our conversation, whether it's work-life balance or balance in the workplace. We had International Women's Day in March where the theme was balance for better and gender equality. But that shouldn't be a one-day conversation. International Women's Day should the conversation should not just be on that one day. What can we do to make that balance for better conversation happen throughout the year? I think that you have to, um, my personal opinion is you're absolutely right. It is not just a, it is not, International Women's Day should not be a one day thing. Mm -hmm. We should celebrate, we should celebrate everyone's successes. We should be recognizing that everybody everybody brings something to the table. Unfortunately, women entrepreneurs struggle with a lot more than men. We aren't on as many boards as men, paid boards in particular, which is still an issue. We um, don't typically, um, we're, the perception is we run businesses that are basket weaving or, you know, very small home-based businesses. So generating that awareness and making that conscious effort to, to celebrate um, what we're doing and our successes is is key. And it could be successes that, you know, we we met a milestone of, of um, customers or we met a milestone of developing, you know, a strong marketing campaign of some sort, but celebrating those milestones and letting people know to celebrate those successes. Yeah. Lorna, do you have any thoughts on how we can celebrate International Women's Day day after day after day? Yeah, I think it's just that constant awareness and recognition um, of each other and, and, and what women are achieving and um, kind of not glossing over it and kind of... Um, being aware of the subliminal biases that we kind of hold, you know, you're talking about basket weaving and, you know, all oh, the kinds of decisions women make, but women are very savvy business women and they make great business decisions statistically. Um, and so it's, you know, it's being aware when being aware and catching ourselves when we have those 
expectations because I think there is an ingrained um, bias, right, towards what, what you expect from women. And even if we know that it is not true, it's there and just kind of being aware of it, calling it out, you know, calling it out in ourselves even when we're doubting ourselves as women, um, being aware that we we do have that ability. Yeah. And the organizations like AWE mm-hmm. are fantastic at doing that, right, and sharing those types of stories about women entrepreneurs. But um, really, it's about looking to our looking to successes and sharing those successes out, mm-hmm. and making connections is huge, because um, women don't necessarily we have connections within certain circles, but we don't necessarily go out and know where we need to network, or we don't have that available to us necessarily. So. It's really key for us to share, hey, you should go talk to so-and-so or I'm going to make that connection for you. Um, That's a huge part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm inspired by both of you and I appreciate you both joining me for the conversation today. And I hope that what we've chatted about will inspire others to have a similar conversation, whether it's around their dinner table or around the boardroom table. I hope that this keeps on going. So thank you both for joining me today on the Tech Life Today podcast. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Thank you to Max and Lorna for being part of today's episode. And thank you for listening. In the show notes for this episode, you'll find related Tech Life Today stories, including a Nate instructor making history as an advocate for women in the trades, how one Edmonton chef is pursuing equality for women in the kitchen, and the impact of the Me Too movement in the trades. The Tech Life Today podcast is an extension of Nate's online magazine, Tech Life Today. You can find more stories online by visiting techlifetoday.ca or by going to Tech Life Nate on Facebook and Twitter. If you have feedback you'd like to share about the podcast, please email techlife at nate.ca. Thanks so much for listening. We can't wait to share more Nate stories with you.